Champions of Psychology is meant as education and entertainment. It is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling. Discussion of mental health topics will be primarily rooted in research and the personal experiences and self-disclosures of the hosts. While we can provide generalized education and possible mental health resources, we cannot offer any recommendations, advice, or opinions for any specific persons, cases, or situations. We provide these resources and links at our sole discretion, but have not necessarily vetted or reviewed any resource. We assume no liability for the use of the information or resources on these sites, and we encourage you to use your own best judgment. Hello, and welcome to Champions of Psychology, a show with the goal of openly talking about mental health and gaming presented by Codename Entertainment and TakeThis.org. Every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on Twitch.tv slash CNE Games or later on your favorite podcast service, Mitra Jordan and Rafael Bukamazzo, a.k.a. Dr. B, talk about mental health in these unprecedented times as well as how gaming affects us. Uh, if you're here with us live in the chat, you can leave a question that I, Trevor Bettis, will ask them later in the show. And our topic today is uh, readjusting in the pandemic. And Oh, oh, I think I actually got you guys. Sorry, the hair was so similar. I didn't, I didn't, I had you guys flipped. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> who are you fine people for uh, people who may not know? Well, <clears throat> I'm Raphael Okamatsu, <laughs> the, the clinical director of Take This, and... Oz can be found oh, everywhere on the internet. <laughs> everywhere. If, if she had said for long Italian name reasons, I would have just I, I would have had to end the show right there. We would have wrapped up, we would have been done. <laughs> so again, who are you fine people? Uh, it's just the hair. I couldn't help myself. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. I'm Mitra Jordan. Uh, I'm a registered clinical counselor in Victoria, British Columbia. I work with individuals and families. Uh, I love games, and I often discuss games, video, tabletop, all of it, with clients, uh, particularly often in relation to their kids, and sometimes in relation to their own habits with games. Um, and I work on many other things, too, culture being a big one, and that would be me. And I am Dr. Rafael Bocamazzo, better known as Dr. B for long Italian name reasons. Mitra missed a golden opportunity. She's going for the hair. She's not going for the shtick. But I am a non-practicing doctor of clinical psychology. Um, I do nothing but education and policy stuff these days. And I do just a lot of public speaking because so I get to talk to nice people like you and all of you folks in the chat. And I'm also an expert on the applied use of role-playing games in clinical and learning settings. And I am just done. Done, I say, with just feelings of the pandemic. And, <laughs> and why? Why? So, taking full responsibility. We're talking about the pandemic again, and it's all my fault because I suggested this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got feelings. I yeah, they have suck. Of feelings. I hate feelings. <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you may be thinking, hey, why y'all doing a, another pandemic episode? You've done this what two times before? Three and times, really, something like that. I kind of feel like this is this is the third part of the trilogy. <laughs> it's <laughs> because true. It's true. We've talked about what a pandemic can do to you. The talked about like just the act of living through it, and now we're talking about like readjusting to what the current norm is. 
There, there were bunny ears there for audio listeners. Um, so where do you all want to start with this one? So, it's still going on. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is still going uh, on. The big one. And if you're in Canada, um, or even other parts of Europe, in, uh, in Europe as well, other parts of Europe, because Canada's not in Europe. Anyway, um, if you're in Canada, uh-huh. other parts of North America that are not the U.S., um, we're also not... Most of us haven't had, many of us haven't had our second shot. So this makes a difference to how open things are. Mm-hmm. Um, our borders closed. I would love to see uh, both of you in person, and I can't. I would love mm-hmm. to travel. Not happening. Um, so it's still very difficult to make plans. It's still difficult to know how things are going. Of course, some people are also very concerned about the variants. Yep. So that's kind of where we are at. Um, this is, I was thinking about it, this is the second pandemic summer here anyway, and I'm feeling some grief about it as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And some anxiety about the opening up that has been happening. I think that many people can relate to this one. So that it's not that we don't want the world to go back to normal. Some of us aren't sure what normal is. Some of us have enjoyed working from home a lot. And there's all kinds of things that are at play here in terms of how our society and our culture has changed because of this. Mm-hmm. So, yep, <laughs> yeah, this. and it's so, tedious, so man. It is so tedious. I, you know, usually I've got a. I, <laughs> this would be the time where this weren't a. If this weren't more of a family show, I'd reach down for the prop bottle of booze that I keep under. <laughs> I keep under my desk for comedic effect, and I, I, it's just there is tea in there, this mug. Just saying, it's despair. There's just disparity. I mean, we're. Yeah. We've talked about in the previous shows how we are, you know, we're acclimating to a new sense of routines because routines, predictability, and they're just good for everybody of all ages. They give us something to look forward to. They give us a sense of predictability. They give us a sense of control. They give us a sense of normalcy. Mm -hmm. And once again, once again, the routines are changing. Yeah. And there's, on top of the fact that routines are changing, there's disparity from geographical location to geographical yep. location. Like, this is, uh, you know, I, I'm in Seattle, where thankfully, thankfully, you know, is the most vaccinated major city in the United States. And so we, we are going back to a relative normal. Mm-hmm. And... But still, there are people in, you know, one state over that are in a bad way. I, you know, a three-hour boat ride away is Canada, which I can't get to, to mm-hmm. see people. And they are in a different state of things. Yeah. And so there is this disparity. And there's even, for a lot of people, my, I'm one of them, there, there can even be this level of guilt yeah. that goes along with, I'm, I'm doing relatively okay when others aren't. Yeah. I mean, if we look at this globally, there are many, many places where vaccines, vaccine rollouts haven't been smooth. Not everyone's had the option of vaccination. Um, I mean, if we look at some of the challenges in terms of healthcare and hospital space and access to health in other places, it's really very, it's awful for some people. It really is. Mm-hmm. And so... We are fortunate, and even being fortunate, this is hard. 
Change yeah. is hard. Um, oh God, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, and you brought up something really interesting yesterday, Mitra, or maybe this was Trevor. I can't. I can't remember. It's we look a, alike what too. is time? It's all a blur. It's <laughs> I. What is the? What are things anymore? Is the idea? Well, so this idea that. So many of us who have been doing so much to do our part, to do our best, to protect everybody around us, whether we know them or we don't, we've been hyper vigilant about this mm-hmm. for over a year. Yeah. And for some of us that are getting to let our guards down a little bit, we're crashing. We're yeah. crashing hard. And we're adjusting to this idea that what we've been doing for the last year which has been a, a, just literally survival mode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, to not get sick, to not get other people sick. We're now going back to this more relaxed mode where, and, and letting down that survival mode, it doesn't just happen like that. And it's, it's weird. It, man, you explaining it like that is really interesting to me. Um, so for uh, people at home, um, all of you um <laughs> i mean hopefully I, we're all at home yeah, i mean yeah, hopefully yeah yeah if yeah please don't be watching this inside of a busy restaurant um the, i've been vaccinated now for a month um and i mean as uh, like past the two weeks after the second shot and everything like that and i've gone out i have seen people i've seen friends i've gone to my i've gone back to our regularly scheduled weekly bar hangout in an open air bar that was thankfully already open air beforehand um and it's it's really weird like that what you were just talking about the survival mode thing because when i'm in my group of friends and we're at the open air bar we're in our little group area we all have our masks off because we're all vaccinated and then as soon as any one of us gets up to go get a drink or something or go to the bathroom, mask back on. And it's it literally does feel like you are leaving a bubble. Yeah. And uh, it is a bubble of uncertainty. <laughs> um, and it, it it's really wild to me how quickly it kicks back in. Because, like, I was just sitting over there laughing with all my friends, telling a funny joke and whatnot. And then I get up to use the restroom and I'm like, oh, okay, yep, all right, everything's, uh, all systems are on alarm again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so communities in that way have gotten much more small. There's almost that sense of my little, what you're talking about, that little bubble. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's certainly been, we are now allowed to have five people who are not our family in the house at one time, um, which was a huge change from what we were doing before, which is no one in the house but your immediate mm-hmm. family. So it feels weird to expand one's little community even that much. I, I, I had someone come over to my house and I told them as they came in, you were the first person to walk through that door that ha- that doesn't live here in a year and yeah. a half. Because it was a moment. It was it was weird, like have, seeing someone else come through that door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it, 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 one of the things that's still just, and this is this is just so aggravating to me, um, is the differences in attitudes. Like, mm-hmm. there are people who have been, you know, staunchly anti-vax, conspiracy theory peddlers for the course of the last year, and so like, I'm, 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 I'm now, I, I'm dating. 
I'm I'm doing that thing. And mm-hmm. as I'm like on these online apps, I'm looking at things and there are people who are proudly saying things like, if you're one of those brainwashed people who have received a vaccine, swipe left. And I'm like, happily. <laughs> but the, but it, it, the, the fact that there are people who are feeling vindicated because they made it through unvaxxed while the rest of us sheeple apparently are doing our part. And it, it just further... It, it gives me mixed feelings of, you know, one, a little bit of relief to be able to let down my guard, but also anger. Yeah. Anger mm-hmm. at yes. having done so much yeah. to keep the people around me safe. Yeah. There's a point at which you get quite bothered by the idea of being part of herd immunity, particularly you are so when much more like polite than I am. people are used. Yeah. I, well, I try. <laughs> I don't always feel polite. Let's be honest. Uh, and you guys you get that bothered. I love it. I, I, see, I, I'm I'm so tempted to go on a mad, mad rant right now too because yeah. I, I have one I have one locked and loaded for this. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, go for it. Oh, like I like the deep breath. That's right. Center. <laughs> yeah, Center. it's it's. <laughs> I'm, it was funny. Recently, uh, I, I had a rant like this, and my sister's like, "I haven't seen Serious Trevor in a while. This is entertaining." Um, here's the thing, um, and you know, you may be watching, you may be listening to this, you may have these opinions and whatnot, and these may upset you. And if they do, I'm sorry, but this is how I feel. People who are refusing to get the vaccine or wear a mask or anything like that is a huge slap in the face to. Every person like me and my wife who stayed home, was vigilant, did not go out, did not see friends, did not do anything, was hypervigilant about everything that came through our front door, worried that anything on there could have the disease, could have the virus that could infect my mom, could infect us. And it is also a huge slap in the face to every person that had to work in not only in the front line, in retail, in fast food for anything that was stressful every single day because there wasn't a vaccine and any interaction could get them the virus. And not only that is a huge slap in the face to every person that died because there wasn't a vaccine. Uh huh. Do your part, get the vaccine. End rant. Yeah. Sorry. Very. And and to be and to be clear, we're not talking about people who who are so medically sensitive they can't. They I mean, there are always going to be people like that out there. I mean, honestly, so my mom has a degenerative lung condition, which is part of the reason I'm I was so bloody careful is it I'm I'm amazed given how immunosuppressed she is um, that she was allowed to get the vaccine. But even she did. And there, and yet, it, there are people who are still out there who are feeling vindicated that, due to the work of everybody else, they're starting to come out of. We're starting to come out of things, and we're start, at least in the United States, we're starting to see a little bit of light at the end of that tunnel. And mm, it's I I oh, it makes me angry. I am feeling feelings of anger. I'm recognizing those feelings of anger and I'm going yep. to not act on them in an unproductive way. I'm yeah. going to recognize hey, uh, them. Could, could you pass me that uh, that alcohol bottle through the Zoom window but not showing the viewers? <laughs> Go Name Entertainment does not does not endorse drowning your, alcohol, your feelings in alcohol. Yes, that is true. It's true. Uh, but it's... It, it's we are all going to have extremely complicated feelings oh, about hang, this. Hang on. I need to clear something up because I saw it in chat. There, Yes, I'm saying there is a difference between unable to get the vaccine 
and you're able to choose to not get the vaccine. If you're unable to get it, obviously you cannot get it. You're the one, you're another person who is a slap in the face to because people aren't trying to protect you. Yeah. If you are choosing, if you are able to get the vaccine and choosing not to, for audio listeners, I'm just giving you a stare. Yeah. Stink eye. Stink eye incoming. I, I, I think there was one person who shared that uh, exurgency. Thank you for your comment. Um, a rift at the studio. This is in Vancouver that people won't have to disclose their vaccination status before potentially returning to work. That's terrifying. Uh, so what I think about that is maybe it would be great to then have a continued use of masks and yep. distancing in the workplace. Um, or maybe one of the things that people are trying to do is, is maybe not disclose so they can continue to stay home. I don't know. There's a lot of flux in terms of how work environments are handling it and in terms of how individuals are handling the idea of vaccination. Um, so I'm not an immunologist. Let's know that it's really not my wheelhouse. But I remember talking to one years and years ago because when my firstborn <clears throat> came into the world, that very destructive Lancet article around vaccines connecting um, <sighs> connecting vaccine use to autism, which it, there is Mitra, no connection. You mean, do you mean the Lancet journal article in that the, was That was so, completely discredited in the So end. discredited yes. that 11 of its authors disavowed yep. their authorship towards it and Formerly, Dr. Andrew Wakefield lost his medical license because he falsified that stuff. That Lancet that article? one. So that came okay. out right when Darius was born. Um, and I remember I have been very vaccinated my whole life. I was raised by a grandmother who was a nurse, um, who was, you know, of an age where you just are so grateful that antibiotics exist in a country that still had cases of polio and cholera. Um, so born in England, raised in Pakistan and parts of the subcontinent in the Middle East. So yeah, no, she was going to make sure that we were thoroughly vaccinated in every way possible to keep us all safe. Um, but when that article came out, I sort of wondered and had some vaccine hesitancy myself. And I'm going to be frank about that because I think it's useful now to talk about it. Um, So I waited to vaccinate my kid. And you know what? I was so lucky. I was lucky to live in Canada. I was lucky there was herd immunity. And I was lucky that I could rely on a broader society that did vaccinate their children. And then I came to my senses and all my kids have been completely vaccinated. And they always will be. You know, as adults, they choose signs over over worry, I think, and over um, fear and over the idea that if we do the right thing medically, that we're sheep in some way. So briefly, an immunologist shared with me that a vaccine is like a lock against disease. Not every disease, not every variant of every disease, but it basically acts like a lock so that we develop antibodies and the disease can't take hold in our cells. It's as simple as that. There's no magic to it, but it mm-hmm. saves lives. An end of my rant on this, but I thought yeah. I'd share my own experience with it. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the things that I'm struggling with, like really struggling with, is that the last year 
And I suspect any of us who have any sort of presence on social media would are going to resonate at least partly with this is I'm struggling with the fact that there are certain people in my life whom I have completely lost trust in mm. that they, you know, I've seen things over the course of the last year, like um, people who I thought were reasonable human beings who care about their community and they say they care about their community, but then they post parties of, they post parties throughout the course of the last year of them having unmasked keggers right mm-hmm. uh, or you know going places or having weddings or you know big weddings not just like three people at a courthouse and mom dad everybody's masked and distanced and and i'm 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 keeping a mental list of everybody who did that whether they were vocal about being you know, anti-masking or anti-isolation um, or whatever, I'm still keeping that mental list because there's going to be a part of me that never trusts them again. My my wife had uh, had a good one. Every time we'd see something like that, she'd just go, well, we know who'd hide a zombie bite. Yep. <laughs> but, no, that's basically, that's really basically it. And one of my worries as we're starting to open up and this is this is becoming a real concern for anybody in the game industry is as conventions are starting to open up again you know all of the convention policies are coming out that mm-hmm. you know where people will stay you know you should stay home if you're not feeling well at all but we've seen it time and time again over the years that you know, there's a lot of people who travel across the country to go to certain conventions who spend the who save up for a year to have that trip, who who spend the last of their disposable income on mm-hmm. going them. It's it is their annual trip to Disneyland essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they will be, you know, they will be damned if they let a cough stop them from enjoying this 40,000 person event that they've been waiting all year for. Mm. And they're gonna, and they will go anyway because, yeah. and I, 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 I just, it, and there's even the complication of if if you've been vaccinated. Like I have a I have a buddy in Colorado who has been fully vaccinated, who has done everything right, and he tested positive last week. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, you, that's the thing. You can still get it. Like it's not. Yeah. The thing is that it's not as life-threatening. You can still get it. And that's, like, one of the concerns I have around, uh, again, going back to the the people who can't get vaccinated versus people who refuse to. If somebody, is, uh, you know, has the virus, they're asymptomatic, they're around somebody that has the vaccine, they, that person with the vaccination can still get it and can still carry it and take it to one of those people who cannot and wants to get the vaccine. Right. Right. And it, it, yeah, it, it, yeah. So anyway, I I think my point in saying all this, that, um, my point in saying all this is that there's a lot of mixed feelings coming back into the world for those of us who are in places that are starting to reopen. Yeah. That we're now having to cope with uh you said at the beginning of this trevor a grief yeah a grief over 
over a loss of trust in a lot of people we thought we could, a grief over a sense of normalcy. It, there's just so much that we've lost over the course yeah. of the last year that we have to come to terms with now. Yeah, it's not, I mean, we said in the previous episodes, like, I can't wait for it to get back to normal. It's not going to. No. There is so much that changed over that time between people's feelings, people's emotions, people's state of uh, mental health. Um, I mean, I, I, I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. Like, I am a very different person from who I was when I went into lockdown uh, in March 2020. And that's not – it's not just going to flip back. Like, I'm not just going to be like, all right, well, now I'm back to who I was at the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. And yeah. n- neither is it for anyone else. Like, there's uh, – friendships ended. Uh, Freaking – people got, to, like, you know, just – Things changed, yeah. and it's not going to go back to the way it was. And that's part of the readjustment that I don't think I really thought about. I, I do think I was in this this state where I was just like, no, nah, if we just get to this point, everything will be like it was before. If we just get to this point, everything will be where it was before. And now that I am vaccinated for a month and I have been out, man, it is weird. And and, and actually, I didn't, I didn't think about sharing the story, but I, 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 I will, um, is... The first day that my wife and I went out, we went to, like, some of the the old places that we used to go to, like, stores and stuff like that. And it was one of the strangest experiences I've ever had because I went into, like, local game store. I went in there and had the memory of what it looked like when I left and who I was when I was there. Um, and then I was presented with a very different looking place because stock had gone low. They had changed things around. Uh, I mean, stuff that I would have seen subtly was all suddenly there. And I now had the new thought process that I was in from where I was then. So I had these like two competing times in my mind bashing into each other, trying to make sense of what was going on. Mm -hmm. And it was so surreal. And... That's happened almost everywhere I've gone to, almost every place, and uh, I, that is part of the readjustment. I think that is that that's more just interpersonal, but but all of these we're grieving. Things, yeah, we're yeah. grieving. We're grieving. You know, people say the before times, and we're, no one's joking. The before times were very different. If I look back on just kind of walking around downtown, right? You know, before the pandemic versus after. Um, Mm -hmm. The sense of freedom in terms of both movement, engagement with other people, how close you came to someone else, you know, as you walked by them, you know, um, reaching for something in a store, expecting it to be on the shelves. That's true too, right? Shortages have been happening through you know with all kinds of things weirdly the brand of ketchup i like doesn't exist anymore it seems like things like that <laughs> you know no but it's weird it's like yeah no no know? yeah yeah no it's totally true it's and I, you know i'm fortunate that i can think about that right as opposed to you know losing a parent um, as some people have through all of this, of course, or trying to get the medical care because you have cancer and they're just so backlogged that they don't know when they can see you. These these are the terrifying kinds of things that people have been dealing mm-hmm. with. Um, and so the other thing to keep in mind, and I think the other thing that's certainly been challenging 
from a social perspective is not everyone's pandemic is the same, right? Mm -hmm. We've we've had very different experiences through this time. You know, yeah. if you had a new baby, you haven't been able to have a lot of time with extended family or a lot of support from other people to help you with that baby, for example. Yeah. Right. If you've had a parent die through this, um, I am so sorry for your loss, first of all. Yeah. Um, if you've lost friends. Right. This year has marked us. This 15, 16 months has really marked who we are and who we will be. And this has been a global change, which is very unusual, you know, to have these kinds of sweeping changes that affect us all more or less equally, um, mm -hmm. except not equally, right? Those of us who've had the financial means or the means to manage our medical health have had a very, very different uh, experience of the pandemic. Those of us like me who've been able to work from home have had a very different experience from someone who's lost their job. Yeah. And I really mourn what people have lost. So. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm, I'm, I'll say, uh, because, you know, one of the, one of the central tenets behind the scenes that take this is the idea of hope. Yeah. And the idea that, you know, I, I used to back in the days when I actually met with people, they, you know, very tearfully would sometimes ask me, do you think things can get better for me? And I, I, I told I always told them the same thing. The day I stop believing that things can improve is the day I need to find a new career. Um, because Absolutely. it's true. My, you know, Mitra, your and my entire career is based on the idea that things can get better. Definitely. And one of, despite all my anger right now, despite all my grief, despite all of the loss, humanity has this fantastic ability to forge ahead and adapt. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm constantly in awe of people's ability to adjust to a new sense of normal and adjust to a new set of a, a new set of circumstances and eventually even thrive within those circumstances and it, it's amazing to me and you know looking at that from a personal and historical perspective i still i still have hope and i'm looking forward to to seeing how people come up with ways to find joy and thrive in all this um, and I don't know about you all, but I am rediscovering. I am. I really have rediscovered my love of video games, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's certainly true. Um, I mean, I think Animal Crossing sort of really saved me through that initial. <laughs> well, my my uh, time with the pandemic, like my first really you know profound experience, was actually before things shut down. But my kids were coming home from Japan, and I had mm -hmm. to be in quarantine with them. And that two-week span of being home, I played a lot of Animal Crossing and hung out with the Corin <laughs> teenagers. And um, the husband and the eldest son moved out, actually, because um, Eric still had to go into Codename. And Darius was able to uh, be with a group of friends and sort of hang out with them so he didn't have to worry about the Corin teenagers. So it was me and them. And it was a really interesting experience to be homebound at that point to that degree, 
because that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not something that had happened before in my life. But as I'm in there and there's this sort of maelstrom happening outside, um, it was a very felt experience to go grocery shopping for the first time uh, post the beginning of lockdown mm-hmm. versus pre. Um, and I will say yeah. people looked at me like I was crazy when I had a cart piled high with food. But it's like, listen, these are teenagers. They eat a lot. You guys don't understand. <laughs> this is two days worth of rations. Yeah. Yeah. Do you see those six boxes of, of Hot Pockets? They're not going to last the Trust weekend. Trust me. That, that is a snack for one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, I think we all kind of learn to hunker down and enjoy each other's company, um, age regardless. And I think that's been one of the things that I have noticed as a positive through this is the connection between my kids and even between their closest of friends who were part of our circle. Those they all kind of gelled together and became kind of, you know, their own little family with us. Um mm-hmm. And we all took turns cooking. So some of them who hadn't ever cooked before much um, ended up learning how. And it just, you know, there's been some really great things that have come for me personally and for my family in terms of family connection. Um, But earlier, I think, Trevor, you spoke about relationships and divorce and and turbulence. And um, it certainly, yeah, look at me go, right? But hey, I do a lot of marriage and family therapy. Um, <laughs> like just going to bring up some feelings for me, aren't uh, you right now, Mitra? Oh, sorry, right. Yes, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> for all of us who lost relationships during. <laughs> yeah, this has been, it's, it's really been a, t- a testing kind of time. You know, the sorts of things that you would do to normally make your lives easier or to make your life with someone manageable. Um, you know, like time apart, like time apart that you couldn't have. Yeah. So it's been it's been an interesting um, challenge for a lot of relationships of all kinds, mm-hmm. parents, kids, friends who haven't been able to see each other, who are our friends. You brought that up. Um, yeah. You know, who are we connected with um, now and what have we learned about people's impulsivity or recklessness or. Mm-hmm. I don't know, lack of belief in the facts. I mean, we've talked about it all so far. Mm-hmm. But at the same, you know, I've, I've also talked about, you know, my my feelings of anger towards a lot of people. But I want to I turn that around mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. little bit because this is also, so, I've heard this from so many other people as for those for those of us for whom it's lo- things are lucky enough to be opening up again, yeah. um, this has also recontextualized the friendships that we have. Like there, there's the people who I will never fully trust again because I know they're the people who would hide a zombie bite, um, as Trevor said, and it's so mm-hmm. brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also the people who went out of their way to maintain connection. And some of those people for me are in this chat. I mean, Obo Lauren, mm-hmm. um, the crafting muse. I think I saw D&D Jordan Lee. I, I think I, I may have seen Goblin Katie in the chat. These are people who went out of their way to maintain some kind of connection to me as a friend in various ways Mm -hmm. and commiserated about some of the challenges that we're all facing that Mm -hmm. that um, encouraged us i got to know you two better over Mm -hmm. the course of things and lord Mm -hmm. knows we've commiserated (laughs) it you know for all the anger i feel towards certain people there's also a deep gratitude and closeness i feel towards others and i i'm 
I'm trying to bear that in mind in the complexity of all my grief and all my other feelings towards people. And it's a, it's a helpful and hopeful thing. Yes. Yeah. Definitely friendships have also come out of this experience. And um, maybe it's given people a chance to really reflect on how many friends they need in their community and what sorts of connections they're really looking for. You know, when you have this kind of experience that everyone has shared in some way, because it's happening around all of us, um, it gives you an opportunity to be really honest with people about how you're doing so that how are you isn't always good thanks and we move on from there how are you yeah it's just been really tough today you know um that was such a hard question during the the pandemic how are things going oh right yeah 2020 (laughs) decent yeah yeah and i like that i really do because i think you know we've talked about sort of toxic positivity and always having to be kind of on in some ways and i really value when we can get below that and be honest hey i'm a therapist of course i do but uh but i also really appreciate that um i've had some really wonderful conversations with uh, people at the grocery store bizarrely or uh, sometimes you meet a like-minded person you know, you're not standing too close to each other, but you kind of just feel that commiseration and connection. Um, I was, I as I was at the mall, I don't often go there, but there I was in this one store and along comes this chap with his mask under his nose. And there was a woman, you know, just a couple of feet away and we looked at each other and we sort of side-eyed him and, you know, we were buds in that moment. These little, <laughs> these little moments of connection with like, oh yeah, you know, they're pretty great. They help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I see you and you see me and we are both annoyed by this. And I, you know, it, 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 it yeah, I it, it's distilled, really. Who's going to be my support in a survival situation? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, who's gonna who's gonna back me up? Who's going to do work for my good? And who's gonna ignore it? And it's in many ways re. And again, I've not he- I've heard this from other people as well. It's reprioritized who I really want to spend my time with. Yeah. Who do I want to devote energy to? Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and take a quick break to remind viewers and listeners of our disclaimer. Then we'll come back, talk a little bit more about this, and then check in with chat and see what they've been up to. So be right back. Champions of Psychology is meant as education and entertainment. It is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling. Discussion of mental health topics will be primarily rooted in research and the personal experiences and self-disclosures of the hosts. While we can provide generalized education and possible mental health resources, we cannot offer any recommendations, advice, or opinions for any specific persons, cases, or situations. We provide these resources and links at our sole discretion, but have not necessarily vetted or reviewed any resource. We assume no liability for the use of the information or resources on these sites, and we encourage you to use your own best judgment. Okay, so we got a little bit of time here before checking in with uh, with chat. What what is what's some last thoughts you all have about 
this. Like, I feel like this was mainly kind of a, a venting one, a uh, kind of coming to terms one. Um, and this is our last episode of the season. It is. It, it is. is. And um, it's, that's incredible that we've been doing this now for 20 episodes. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It is. I, I think for me, where, where I'm going to end this topic for myself is uh, essentially that things are changing, relationships are changing, all that stuff. I'm going to do my best to get through all of it. I'm still going to keep my mask on my face for my own protection, let alone anyone who I might know that can't get the vaccine for medical reasons. Um, and I'm going and just keep living my life like that. Like you were saying, adapting. Like, that's the best we can do. And, I mean, I've been trying to get out at least, like, once every other day just to get reacclimated, to get that adjustment. And it's weird. <laughs> um, but... I want to do it. I've literally been told by one of my friends, you're going out more than I ever expected you would after this. And I kind of took that as a compliment because I, it, I, I needed to do this for my own mental health, for my own w w well-being. Um, and it's been doing good for me despite the constant anxiety hitting there. But again, I'm going to keep my mask on my face even despite how many places may tell me you don't need to wear it. I know that's fine. It's cool. Stay in there. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the best. That's the best I'm gonna do. Okay, there's a couple of things we didn't hit on, and one of them is um, anxiety and, and vigilance. And um, I think we talked about how important it's actually been to be vigilant, to be paying attention. Um, I think it's certainly in our episode on anxiety, we talked about how it can feel like um, an internal alarm system that's overactive or that's um, meant to go off when there's a fire, but is going off while you're boiling pasta water, right? That yeah. anything, any little thing will set it off. So My bad smoke alarm. <laughs> right. So that's, you know, that's how we understand hypervigilance to be, right? It's like you didn't need to be quite so worried there isn't danger and yet your body is armed and alarmed and thinks there is when you're in the midst of a pandemic the level of vigilance needs to be higher it is perfectly normal to be more anxious and worried about our health um, about our exposure to other people about getting sick you know so just recognize that going from that state of greater vigilance to lowering your vigilance, feeling gradually safer is going to take time. Um, we figured out how to manage not to get COVID for some of us or to cope with it if we did in the midst of all of this risk. It's going to take a while to worry less about it. And we aren't out of the woods yet. Certainly in Canada, we're not. And it's a good idea to continue to be careful. And I have often thought that when you look at other nations who have adopted masks as much more normal part of their life because they've had to deal with, um, it, certainly in Southeast Asia, they dealt with both SARS and MERS. And they have since, in the decades since, um, learned to just kind of always have masks um, and take care of themselves and other people. And I actually would like to see that happen here. 
So the oh, yeah. use of I, masks. I don't is more see normalized. myself getting rid of my masks. Yeah. For, no, I haven't yeah. had the flu in nearly feature. two years. Right? Yeah. And I think that's amazing. Like our incidence of other kinds of disease have gone down. So even if we feel like, oh, well, the masks are only doing so much or can only protect so much against COVID, well, they sure can protect you against other things. So I, oh, sorry. No, no, I was done. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, one of the things that I'm going to take out of this going forward is the meaning of seamless, meaningless joys. And that seems complicated, but what I mean is there's so much that there were, there's so many things that a lot of us would consider silly or trivial that are just little joys Mm -hmm. that Mm. are so meaningful to us. Mm -hmm. Little gestures that make us feel good, make us feel empowered, make us um, have a little spark of joy in our day-to-day lives. And, um, you know, y'all have seen me do this, but I'm going to do this again. I love hats, but, you know, I think it's good to have a tiara on hand at all times <laughs> just happening just in case you want to feel pretty and right now i want to feel a little pretty so i'm i'm going with this tiara what? and it materialized out of nowhere and because why not why not and it these little moments of joy in our lives <laughs> little moments yes little moments it's, very sparkly. it's so sparkly it's so sparkly. You also owe me a Coke right now, Jinx. Uh, that the, it, it's so beautiful. But it, little moments, meaningless, seemingly meaningless moments. So oh, so pretty, so pretty. These pretty yeah, that's little right. Things. <laughs> Bow ties and tiaras. Awesome. Bow ties and tiaras. Man, uh, new I'm podcast coming this fall. I'm just never going to try fall. dressing. Like I'm just, you know. I mean, I could. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. I oh, have geez. a thing. I don't I have, have anything thing. to put on my head. This is a cute thing. <laughs> this is a useless thing now that I have had a haircut. Uh, like, I have so much people, crap around. There is nothing okay. I can do over here. Here, the, I, I, I said I'd never wear this in public, but I, I got my, my mini painting glasses. <laughs> there, there we go. go. Yes. Oh, my God. Those are fantastic. Yes. Do they light up? Do you look like a little dwarf or a gnome? They do. Oh, yes. my God. That's the best. Eric had a pair of those. I just died. I just about died. They're it's hilarious. amazing. But you can really see what you're painting. Like, they are the best. You really can. You really can. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we had we had to wrap that up with we some really silliness. We really did. Yeah. Um, Wrap up nothing. I'm continue. I'm gonna wear this. I, I'm going with it. Rest I of the episode. I think you should. I think you should. I <laughs> want to so say. Well, there are some things I've taken out of this that I I wouldn't have. Uh, what have I taken out of this? I'm a happier person in several ways. I actually never been terribly extroverted. It may come as a shock to my viewers, um, <laughs> or maybe not at all. <laughs> um, but you definitely get a sense of who your friends are and what you yearn for and what you miss through an experience uh, like this one where we've been so homebound. Um, And I've also really come to appreciate being able to use my space uh, better for both work and for hobbies and stuff. So there's been some something there in terms of what I need and what I don't need and how much less I need than maybe I thought before, you know? (laughs) How much I can yeah. do without. You need a tiara. A good one. I probably do need a tiara. 
Everybody needs a tiara. I, Everybody it needs a, a tiara. Like, is it a needy thing or a wanty thing? Okay, want I'm gonna I'm gonna make an argument that did you see how much joy was brought up in the chat when <laughs> when drive by tiara happened? <laughs> okay, fair, fair. Drive by tiara. What yeah, no, the no. Fun stuff? I I just I pulled it from the tiara dimension. <laughs> I see. Okay, there's it's a from tiara my it's dimension. from my homebrew bag of prettying. Okay, I'm going to have to start keeping that handy when we do these things. But I think it's it's just so special to you, right? This is this is very you. And also, how does it manage to match your outfit so well? It's kind of scary. It's, I know, it's, right? it's attitude. Well, it's, it's all attitude. You see, the tiara sparkles more space. when I just rock it. Dude, you know, it's not yeah. ha- attitude, it's hattitude. It's an it's attitude, attitude of hattitude. That's what That's you got right. going on. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's check in with chat here and see what's going on. <laughs> Star Chaser forty three is the first one in here. It says, uh, "So when will Trevor put uh, his image in the top row?" Just asking, lol. So here's the thing: I'm so used to being in the frame you see me, even when I record <laughs> writing about dragons and shit with Aaron and B Dave. I still put myself down there on the Zoom meeting. This is my spot. Mitra, do we need to start having a conversation about about Trevor's unconscious need to put himself in the one down position? (laughs) Oh, yes. I think we really should. I think it's very apparent to me. Mm -hmm. But also maybe he is trying to ground the world by being Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. bottom there. It's like, hold it steady. I keep Mm -hmm. it going. You know, see? It has to be wrong approach. I think what he's doing is he putting himself (laughs) between us, yeah? He sees himself as the glue that holds us together, yeah? He probably mm-hmm. does. I'm putting myself between you wrong. and the border. Um, <laughs> the, the, the edge of the monitor right down there. Um, let's see. Uh, hmm. Trying to find, let's see which one. I usually do this ahead of time. Apologies. Well, I'm going to do this one. Oba Lawrence says, uh, D&D online with friends helped more uh, than I can express. Performing D&D on stream helped deal with losing my, all of my oboe gigs. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that like you, you were saying, video games had a new appreciation. And like, funny enough, I didn't play as much of them as I would have probably hoped I would uh anxiety um ADHD uh but like playing destiny with my friends every couple of nights was that social interaction that I needed when I didn't get it anywhere else (laughs) Mm -hmm. definitely um yeah friends visiting my island on animal crossing Mm -hmm. and of course D&D in person with our family helped a lot so yeah Earth Defense Force 5. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) And yelling Uh, at all of the NPCs who start, you know, they're basically cannon fodder, and they start singing about, we are the Valiant Infantry. I'm like, no, shut up. You're not mm -hmm. pulling your weight. (laughs) Uh, I'm not not reading that question. Um, (laughs) uh, Let's see. Um, Oh, uh, I do not know how to say the ace FHJ one. Long time, first time. Just wanted to thank you guys uh, for doing this. It has been such a help for so many people. Y'all are amazing. Thank you. We appreciate that. We're glad we're glad you're getting some of the outfit. Tiara heart hands. Tiara heart heart hands. It's going to be a thing now, isn't it? Tiara heart hands. I don't know. (laughs) Um, let's see. 
Um, uh, so Tiny Pencils says, uh, the ever-changing structure and routine is stressful, and I feel guilty because it's so much worse in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no, I totally get that. Like I said, I've been going out with my friends to a bar every week like we used to. And, yeah, there's at least several points during and definitely after when I'm leaving where I'm like, oh, it's great that I got to do that, but it sucks that, like, not everyone can do that. Not everyone gets to do that. Yeah. So here's the thing. I mean, we do feel guilty when we have advantages that other people don't. It's not your fault they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it unfortunately is what's happening. If you can experience some joy, some connection, some fun through all of this, please do. Please do. That all contributes to mm-hmm. the people around you and your community feeling better. That can, that contributes to the support you're able to offer those in your home or your friends because it feeds us to feel good and to experience some joy and to get to see other people. Like, that's really great. So mm-hmm. guilt comes from that sense of caring and the acknowledgement that things aren't equal everywhere. But please take the joy that you can to enjoy your friends, your family, and going to mm-hmm. the bar unmasked and sitting outside with your friends is a wonderful thing, Trevor. So glad you're getting to do that. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, yeah, uh, uh, exurgency, uh, quote, unable to get vaccinated is vastly, vastly different from uh, than, quote, unwilling to get vaccinated. Absolutely. Um Counting coup says, uh, do you wear those for your, uh, he's talking about the, the glasses I had. Uh, do you wear those champion, uh, do you wear those for your champions of gunpla? That's not what that stream is called. So what if I build Gundams on stream? Leave me alone. And I've only used them a few times to get really in there on the lining. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I think the, the other ones, I'm gonna I'm gonna say our 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 heavy hitters, and I'm sorry we do not have enough time to get to them, um, but uh, I do hope that all of you are well out there in whatever situation that you're in. That said, um, did want to spend a little bit of time talking about the fact that yes, this is the season finale. Uh, it's the last episode you're going to see for at least two weeks, um, and we would really like to know what you would want us to talk about next season. Um, I'm sure a lot of those are going to be please not the pandemic. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Which is incidentally the name of part four of our pandemic series. Yes, um, please not the pandemic. Please not That's the right. pandemic. Please not the pandemic. Yeah, we please. can't promise to not talk about the pandemic, yeah. but we can say we 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 have many other ideas, um, and we hope that you will share yours with us so that we can create something exciting and fun and enjoyable mm-hmm. and includes tiaras. I'm game for yeah. tiaras. Well, well apparently, tiara. apparently, tiara heart hands, according to Garawar, might be the next. I, <laughs> Garawar is petitioning for tiara heart hands to be the next hero and idol champions. Uh, that... <laughs> I like the idea, tiara heart hands. Why not? Why All not? I can it's say is tiara heart hands better hands. have bow ties and vests. That's what I'm. <laughs> Definitely. It's a pair of floating mage hands with a tiara on them. <laughs> I like that. It's a that's familiar great. that's just continuously And a tapping. levitating bow tie. A levitating yes. bow tie. Yes. Yeah. That um, shoots fireballs. But... I don't know. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like it should. I just, yeah. it's a thing. 
Um, I, but yeah, we we, we want to know what you all want us to talk about because we have hit. I'm not gonna say we hit everything that we've all wanted to talk about, but we've hit a lot of the big ones. The the autism AMA, the ADHD AMA. Those were two really big ones this year, this season that we wanted to do. And so we want to know what you would like us to talk about, what you feel you need to hear or hear someone talk about. Um, I, I'm not going to say that, like, if it's a topic that, like, the, the three of us don't have a lot of, you know, expertise on or anything like that, I can't say that we'll be able to get anyone in to talk about them, but please send them in so we know what topics you all want. Um... I am sad. I, did, I forgot to say penultimate episode last episode. I really, I, I it's love such that a great word. word. It's a good it's word. Such a, should we call this one the Zenith episode? The Zenith, yes. The Zenith. The, yeah. Sure. This yeah. is the Zenith. It's 20. <laughs> it is. Right? It's 20. That's yeah, a big it's wild. Number. It is. Yeah. Um, like so, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, um, we're going to take wait, though, uh, two weeks off. Wait, huh? is it downhill from here? Like <laughs> no, Raphael. I mean, Doctor B. Sorry. <laughs> what the? Okay, heck? no. Zenith is a terror. No, because we have not jumped the shark. Oh. <laughs> God, what episode? Just jumping the shark. Um, uh, us jumping the shark would likely us actually jumping over some <laughs> sort of inflatable aquatic animal. So. I just go off screen for a second, and I'm just like, "Hey guys, watch this!" I just crash into all the stuff. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so we're gonna take two weeks off, uh, come back and do a whole new season. Um, so I hope you all are excited for that, and uh, we'll we'll miss you while we're gone, uh, while we have our meetings figuring out what we're gonna talk about. It's true. Uh, <laughs> Jumping the shark is Tiara Hart Hans's ultimate ability. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be talking about that. That's what we're gonna be talking about. Yep, yep. That's uh, the season three, episode one. <laughs> How does a Tiara Heart Hands jump a shark? Fan um, fiction. I feel like the Tiara Heart Hands could levitate itself through the fireballs. Surely that creates an updraft. That is a new version of Through the Fire and Flames that I've heard. Wait, Anywho. It can have wings. Tiara Heart Hands with wings. Wait, we're talking about uh, a magical object. Yes, it's true. It's right? True. Come on, guys. Where is your head at? Where Where are you? <laughs> I think uh, that is all the time that we are going to have for this discussion. Uh, friends, where can people find you uh, if they want to see what you do on the internet? So they can find me at Mitra Jordan on Twitter or MitraJordan.com. I do check my mail and I do respond to Twitter DMs, um, but I can't promise to respond as frequently as my <laughs> colleague here. <laughs> who's on all uh, the socials well I'm I'm Dr. B and I can be found wherever fine tiaras are found and uh, that's that's where I stand by The mm -hmm. but otherwise you can find me at the Dr. B T-H-E-E D-O-C-T-O-R-B all, on all of the socials and more importantly follow Take This at Take This Org on all of the socials. Check out our mental health re you know, resources and educational topics at TakeThis.org and you know, support us if you can because our mission doesn't, doesn't happen without the support of folks like you. Absolutely. It's true. <laughs> 
Um, you can find me on the Difficulty Class podcast every Friday. Uh, you can also find me on Champions Lore every Wednesday, tomorrow, at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time here on twitch.tv slash CNE Games. And you can also find me on Twitter at the Trevor. There's an A hiding in there. Uh, I want to thank Jay for moderating the chat as always and doing an amazing job throughout the whole season. Well, Lauren, you were in there too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Lauren, uh, Lauren wanted for one. That's what I'll say. It. Uh, we but uh, also, also, we yes. love Lauren and Jay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, but, and uh, thank you to Codename Entertainment and Take This for giving us an opportunity to have these discussions. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to it later today as a podcast at 2 p.m. Uh, and again, any suggestions for future topics, send them into Champions of Psychology at CodenameEntertainment.com or tweet them at us and we'll take a look at them and see uh, what we want to do. Uh, for those of the, uh, for those of you live with us right now, be sure to come back at 1 p.m. for Bardic Inspiration. Um, but uh, that is going to do it for this week and this season. And so until next season, take care of yourself. Bye, everyone. Take care of yourself. Bye. Champions of Psychology is meant as education and entertainment. It is not a substitute for medical advice or professional counseling. Discussion of mental health topics will be primarily rooted in research and the personal experiences and self-disclosures of the hosts. While we can provide generalized education and possible mental health resources, we cannot offer any recommendations, advice, or opinions for any specific persons, cases, or situations. We provide these resources and links at our sole discretion, but have not necessarily vetted or reviewed any resource. We assume no liability for the use of the information or resources on these sites, and we encourage you to use your own best judgment.